Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Second hour. Here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Unocero, Grant Nicholson. We appreciate you listening to us as we, presumably, you start your weekend tonight. If you want to weigh in on anything that we talk about tonight, Jay's Southland Toe Service text line 913 576 7610. The last segment. I talked about the uh, Robert Sarver scandal, the Suns owner. There's a report supposedly coming out in the next few days that's going to expose him as a racist, a sexist, and a sexual harasser, according to Jordan Schultz. Supposedly, there are 50 people, over 50 people that have been interviewed for this. So, and ESPN is reportedly part of this as well. If this does get put out there, if this does become a story, it would be massive. But we still have the aftermath of the story with um, John Gruden. You've got members of Congress basically calling for the emails that the uh, that the NFL has that have been. Uh, that were found during discovery for the lawsuit that the former members of the Washington football team staff have against the team for a myriad of improprieties. Supposedly, according to uh, some of the emails, um, owner Dan Snyder of Washington had basically forced the cheerleaders to pose nude, and he sent these photos. Bruce Allen sent these photos, allegedly, to John Gruden. So if you got stuff like that happening in your team, uh, in your in your team, then you wonder what they haven't released yet. You wonder what they haven't shown yet. And that, to me, kind of, if you're the NFL, you don't want this to become a bigger story. But I, I think that at some point we're going to hear all the all the dirty stuff that comes out of this. And Dan Snyder, 
you'd think would have to get the same treatment that Donald Sterling and maybe even Robert Sarver, Robert Sarver is presumably going to get if the uh, evidence is there to prove that this story is true. As I said, if you want to weigh in on anything that I talk about, 913-576-7610, that's the Jay's Southland Toast Service text line. So I do want to talk about Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew, we already know, one of the most outspoken Chiefs players on the team. Great player, contract year, he wants to be a Chief. He was tweeting about it earlier. He wants to be here long-term. He wants a deal. I've talked about this on the air before. I talked about this like a month ago. Like, uh, you know, it's a situation where it's tough for both sides. Uh, Matthew wants a, a contract that he feels will fairly pay him for what he has done and will do. And the Chiefs want to make sure that they're in a good situation financially where they're not overspending uh, on that position, especially considering the fact that he's 29 years old. So uh, they absolutely, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation, both sides. I think Tyron deserves to be paid by the chiefs. And I really, really want him to be here because he's one of my favorite players on the team. And uh, just as a talent, he is one of the best safeties in football. And so he deserves to be paid. And I believe that he would continue to produce after getting that contract. But Tyron Matthew has really kind of turned it up to 11, if you will, about kind of speaking out and sending that message all throughout the off season. He was someone that was constantly trying to send messages. Hey man, I want to be here in, in, in Kansas city. I want to be part of this team. Um, I really feel like he's starting to get to a point where some people are disliking him because he's going out here and defending his teammates. And it became a big controversy on Twitter for some people um, because afterwards he was calling out members of the media and he was tweeting at guys. And, you know, he's been replying to a lot of tweets saying, oh, you know, uh, you know, he basically calling people out for criticizing the team and criticizing uh, his teammates. And I think, and, I, and I've and i said this all along, I, I don't have an issue with players being outspoken. Um, I don't have an issue with players being real, keeping it honest. To me, when I see this behavior, to me, I feel like he's showing leadership by defending his teammates. Because I don't think it would be good if he was openly criticizing his teammates. I don't think it would be good if he was out there keeping it real, being like, yeah, Dan Sorensen sucks. Like, we know that he thinks Dan Sorensen's not good at football. We see him because every time Dan Sorensen makes a bad play in football, he throws his hands in the air. We know how he feels about Dan Sorensen. I'm pretty sure we know how he feels about Ben Neiman because I'm pretty sure he feels the exact same way when Ben Neiman blows a tackle, which is like every time he plays. I'm sure... That we that he is one of those guys that wants to push those those players to be better, and he's going to hold them accountable. He doesn't need to be out here criticizing guys in public. He doesn't need to be showing these overactive displays of "Hey, dude, you suck!" Like throwing his hands up in the air might even be a little bit too much because we. We talk about it. We make a big deal out of it. But to me, defending his teammates, defending the team in general, 
is a sign of leadership. And it's one of the things that I think we asked from him and other players for a long time. We like when players are outspoken. We like when players are natural, when they speak their mind, when they're real with us. But then we make a big deal out of it if sometimes that realness happens to be a little negative. I don't have any issue with Tyron Matthew being outspoken, talking about players, talking about media members. I think we, for the most part, fairly criticize guys. I mean, certainly sometimes, you know, people in the media can stretch it a little too far, say a little... Like whenever I hear someone say that, you know, and I got into an argument a couple nights ago on the on the text line with someone who was texting and saying Frank Clark, uh, he you know he stopped playing hard because he got paid, you know, and I I it for me it's like that's how do we know, you know, somebody tweeted at Tyron Matthew after the game was like hey, you stopped trying to tackle people, you know why didn't you wrap up when you were tackling? He's like dude I broke my thumb. Like, I can't wrap people up. I have a broken thumb. There's a lot of circumstances we don't know about these players. And we just assume. And sometimes when someone speaks out of line, an outspoken player is going to go out there and correct them. And I don't have any issue with that. Now, there are times where we get like Chris Jones, where Chris Jones was fairly criticized by CDOT on the drive. And Chris Jones was not happy about that. And... He called him out on it on Twitter. And I I felt like the criticism was fair. And I I feel like Chris Jones has the right to respond the way he did. I don't think there's any villains in that situation. You know, people pick sides, and that's fine. I don't feel like there's any villains in that situation because I'm cool with Chris Jones defending himself and his effort, and I'm cool with CDOT calling out Chris Jones for his his, uh, lack of production at the time. I really like when players are real and honest. You know, we spent years with Alex Smith as our starting quarterback, and Alex Smith couldn't even answer a damn question about uh, what his favorite Thanksgiving food is. We got a guy in Tyron that's keeping it real, keeping it honest, and who's a natural leader. Every time I watch, I watched the franchise before I came up here to do the show because um, I, I didn't get to see it on Wednesday night. So I, I watched it before I came up here as I was still finishing up the show. And, like, one of the most vocal guys you hear during those games is Tyron Matthew. And people are trying to make him out as if he's some sort of villain, if you will, for being so open and honest on social media. But every time I watch that man on that show, every clip I hear from him, every time he does a press conference, he, he sounds like he wants to be here. He sounds like he wants to push his team to be better. And he sounds like someone that is willing to go out there and defend guys that he views as family. These guys aren't just coworkers. They're family. And that's not something you see a lot in your average workplace. He's showing his dedication to the organization at a crucial time for him. This is a contract year for him. He really wants to be here and he's trying to send any and every message that he can. And that includes being a vocal leader, defending the squad from the outside and leading by example. And every time we see him go out there and defend his team, 
He's doing what he thinks is best for his squad and trying to send a message that I'm loyal and I want to be here. And I don't have any issue with him doing any of that. I mean, he can't say it any more explicitly than he said today. Did you see his tweet today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one where it says, yes. I ain't going nowhere. I'm helping build this. Exactly. If you want me gone, you're going to have to bring in the Army and the Navy. Exactly. That's a pretty clear message. Very. I mean, that's, as, that's crystal clear. That's as clear as you can make it. He wants to be here. Like, you might as well. And seriously, if I was Tyron Matthews' agent, I would just print that that tweet out, the picture of that tweet out, because I think he deleted it, because he usually deletes tweets like that. Um, I would print that out, and I would put it in an envelope, and I'd send it to Brett, Brett Veach. I'd be like, look at this. I wouldn't send it to Brett Veach. I would send it to Veach. I'd make sure my options are open. I'm trying to get paid. No, 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 no. If he wanted to say his op- if look, I don't think Tyron Matthew cares about options. He's 29 years old. He's trying to win titles. But he wants to get paid, He wants too. to get paid, too. I mean. But he wants to get paid by the Chiefs. He's not like, I'm going to go anywhere. Look. Tyron Matthews experienced a lot of rejection in his career. I mean, you got to think about it. He got kicked off LSU. He went to Arizona. He got paid. They wanted him to take a pay cut. After he got paid, he said no. They they cut him. He went to te- he went to Houston, played for the Texans for a year. They didn't they didn't re-sign him. This is a guy that wants a home bad, and he feels like Kansas City is his home. And he and when you feel like when you really really love something, you want that something to love you back. And to me, I feel like he wants to get paid, but he wants to get paid by the Chiefs. If he was just about it for the money, I don't think he'd be sending all the messages that he's sending. He'd be a leader, but I don't think he would be defending the team like he is. I don't think he'd be fighting against the media when they say something he feels is out of line. This is a man that wants to be in Kansas City. And I feel like we as Kansas Cityans, should be proud that we've got a great player that works so hard to show that he wants to be here. So I don't think we should be trying to fight him on social media. You obviously have your trolls, your people that are just looking for a little clout. They're going to go on social media and they're going to tweet whatever stupid thing at him to get him to respond. But I really feel like we need to be behind him. We can still be critical if something happens, we can call out when Ben Neiman inevitably is going to miss five tackles in a game. When Dan Sorensen gets shake, gets shaken by one little cut and tries to arm tackle a running back and misses. Like at some point, I expect Neiman and or Sorensen to get stiff armed by Derrick Henry on Sunday, and it's going to be embarrassing. And it's probably going to be like a third and fourteen. They're going to get stiff armed and give up the first down. That's going to happen. And you know what? Maybe, you know, Tyron Matthew throws his hands up in the air after that. But at the end of the day, he's still going to go to war for that guy because he views that member uh, of the team as part of his family. And I, I cannot hold that against him, that he wants to continue to be a chief because here in Kansas City, we're used to guys looking for the payday and getting out of town. So I, I, I for me, I'm not going to criticize that man at all because I think he's earned the, to the position earned the right to be in the position that he's in coming up next. There is always a, there's a narrative we've heard the last few years uh, about the chiefs that I think people are going to try to use to justify picking the Titans on Sunday. And I'll tell you why it's wrong next. This is bank at night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas city chiefs, 610 sports radio. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're almost to the halfway point. Bink at night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Unocero, Grant Nicholson. We're about an hour and a half until my Phoenix Suns take the court against the Lakers on ESPN. Something tells me the on-court stuff uh, won't be leading off that broadcast. Uh, I know, right? (laughs) You know what? ESPN hasn't put anything out yet, so they might not actually talk about That's it. true. They may be say, hey, don't bring this up at all. Yeah, they yeah, might be like, hey, hey we, we're going to cook it. We're going we're gonna to wait till this story is ready to, ready to come out, and then we'll put it out. When do you think that story comes out? First thing Monday morning? Monday. Okay. I think Monday. I think Monday at like 9 a.m. on the it dot. Might, you know what, though? It might be like a Sunday. It might be like a Saturday night or Sunday. It might be a Sunday morning. Dude, I don't think they're putting it up Early Sunday morning. It might be an early Sunday, like an 8 o'clock. We're going to have Woj on on ESPN. No, actually, no, you might be right. I don't know if they put it up against people. Monday's going to have to be the day they do it. It depends on how big the story gets. It depends on if anything else gets leaked. Look, we're talking about Donald Sterling level story from all the people that know about it. Monday is going to have to be the, it's going to have to be the day. Like it's going to be like at 8 or 8 a.m. You're going to get the ping from the ESPN app on your phone. Oh, Robert Sarver is a racist and sexist and sexual harasser, according to these reports. Like that's, that's going to be the the thing. It's going to be a Monday morning thing. Like you got college football on Saturday. You got, uh, you got your, you got your NFL on Sunday. Well, like, what is that song still happening? <laughs> so, like, you you've got all these things. Ha- like, yeah, you can't let that overshadow football. They're not. They're gonna wait till Monday. I think that's otherwise they would have they would have released it today, but they they didn't want that to overshadow football. They gotta they gotta promote some games for the weekend. So I I, I think it'll be Monday. So 
the big story, the, one of the big narratives that we've heard over the years, if you've been paying attention to this Chiefs team, the one, what's the, I mean, what's the number one archetype of team that we hear about? That's that was like, oh, if you know, if a team does this, they beat the Chiefs. It's usually well, if they run the football, they control the football, win time of possession by a significant margin, then you know that's how the Chiefs will lose. And inevitably, if you're going to watch, you know, ESPN Sunday NFL countdown or the NFL Today or Fox NFL kickoff, the thing you're going to hear about when they talk about the Chiefs is, oh, well, I think the Titans will win because they're going to hand it off to Derrick Henry and they'll control time of possession and, and blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. The same old, same old stuff we've heard. You know, and I've had I've had this inter, I've had this debate with Bink for I don't know probably a year or two. We just recently talked about this like uh like three weeks ago I think, where you know he was saying that he thinks that if you run the football and you control the clock and win time of possession against the Chiefs, you can beat them that way. But it's like. How many times have you seen teams do that against the Chiefs and succeed at it? We've seen teams run the football well against the Chiefs all year long. We've seen teams control time of possession against the Chiefs pretty well. But in in the end, like the Ravens controlled the ball well. They ran the ball really well. They averaged like eight yards a carry against the Chiefs. If Clyde doesn't fumble at the 34-yard line, the Chiefs win that game. So did running the football really, was that really the reason why they won? Or was it because a key turnover late in the game in Raven territory helped them win? I mean, running the football can help you, aid you in winning. But if you think you're going to beat the Chiefs by holding on to the football and just playing keep away from Mahomes, well, you're, you're sorely mistaken. The Chiefs offense right now is so dangerous and they are besides the turnovers they're pretty damn efficient at turning drives into points as i've stated multiple times during this show today the chiefs average 3.14 points per drive which is astounding it is crazy when you think about that every time they touch the ball their average starting position is the 28 yard line their average drive is 45 yards which means that they get inside the opponent's 30 every single time they touch the ball. Every time they touch the ball, on average, they get inside their opponent's 30, which is field goal range every time. That is astounding that you can do that. And that's with turnovers, mind you. That's with them being one of the worst teams in the NFL at turning the football over. That tells you just how amazing this offense is and just how efficient this offense is this offense is and because of that it tells me that if you're going to beat this chiefs team you can't do it by handing the football off to your to your running back 30 times and just trying to play keep away you got to score some damn points you got to score a lot of points and that's the reason why you see teams be aggressive against this chiefs team I mean, think about that that Cleveland game. 
That first half, the Browns did everything right. Scored 22 points. Their first drive, they went for it on fourth and short in field goal range. Could easily settle for a field goal. They were like, nah, fam, we're going we're gonna to try to score a touchdown. They went for it on fourth and short, got it. They went and scored a touchdown, and then they went for two. They're like, no, 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 seven's not enough. We got to get as many points as we can. Let's get that eighth point. They went for two. They got it, went up eight nothing before the Chiefs even touched the football. Like that, that aggressiveness, that's what you got to do against the Chiefs. The Ravens, if you've watched the Ravens play the Chiefs the last few years, they are super aggressive when they play the Chiefs. They go for it on fourth down a lot. They try to get as many touchdowns as they can when they're in Kansas City territory. They're like, no, we're not about to settle for three points if we don't have to. They had the ball after that Clyde fumble. They were just trying to run the clock out. But it was fourth and short. I think it was fourth and one. And they could have easily punted the ball back to the Chiefs and counted on their defense. They decided our best defense is our offense because we don't want to get Patrick Mahomes any opportunity to get back, get, get the ball back with time. And they went for it on fourth and one and they got it and they won the game because they know that we would much rather our offense stay on the, have a chance to stay on the field than to give it back to Patrick and lose this game. That's just how scared teams are of this offense. You got to score points and you got to take chances. You got to maximize the points you get on drives because the Chiefs sure as hell do too. 3.14 points per drive. The only team in the last 30 years that's better than that is the 07 Patriots. The 50 touchdown, 50 passing touchdown, 23 receiving touchdown with Randy Moss, 07 New England Patriots. That's the kind of that's the kind of history you're seeing this team make with their efficiency on offense. It's crazy when you think about it. 60% on third down. 6 out of 10. They're going to get it. That is crazy. The next best team on third down is the Buffalo Bills who are just over 50%. They're 10% higher than number two on third down conversion percentage in the NFL. That's how efficient this offense is. If they don't turn the football over as much as they do, we're talking about one of the most, we're talking about Madden efficient, like video game efficiency. That's how good this offense is. You can't just play keep away. You got to score touchdowns. You got to score a lot of points against this Chiefs team because they're going to score a lot of points against you unless they turn the football over. Turnovers are literally the only thing that's keeping them from scoring on you. And even if they turn the football over, they're still probably going to score on you. If you want to weigh in, 913-576-7610. Dan and KCK, you're on Big at Night. Hey, hey, Chris, how you doing? Yeah, I think the Chiefs will get some revenge after uh, they lost two years ago when they were down 30, up 32-20. 30 and getting Chris Jones back should help Chris on the run defense to stop, you know, Derrick Henry, you know. And uh, I watched the game last night, though, with the Browns being the Broncos. Do you think the Broncos are done, Chris? What do you think? Oh, yeah, they're done. They're finished. That You lose to a team that doesn't have, like, their three best players, yeah, you're done. 
Oh, okay. And uh, what about the Raiders with Rich Batachi? How do you think they're going to – I know they won the Sunday, but do you, do you think they're still a playoff team? No, no. They're, they're going to miss the playoffs. I, I There's no way that they're going to be that organized after having their head coach fired. Like, they'll, yeah. they'll stick around, but they're, yeah, not, gonna, they're got, not getting there. She's got some revenge on, the, on Derek Carr after he, he told John Gruden for the bus ride, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. He wins one game at Arrowhead, and he thinks he's won the Super Bowl. So we owe uh, real Carr at Arrowhead. They beat that. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, for them, it was the Super Bowl. And when you're a team that doesn't win a lot, beating the Chiefs feels like you, you, you've got a major win. So I don't blame them. Okay. All right. Oh, Chris, have a nice, have a nice evening. Take care. Thanks for calling, Dan. Um, yeah, I, I, I watched that. Uh, I, well, I didn't watch the whole game because uh, no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt, no Baker Mayfield. So you had Case Keenum and you had a bunch of no-name running backs. Yeah, I was not going to watch that. I watched a little bit of it. I was like, oh, this is a terrible football game. And, and mind you, the Broncos are a team that a lot of people were really trying to sell to people. They were like, oh, this Broncos seems different. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, man, he's making a, a major come up here in, in the Mile High City. And you play against a team. First off, the Browns defense really ain't that good. There's been a, a few teams that have gone out there and shredded that defense, Chiefs included. And they struggled to move the ball against them, even though they've got some weapons on that offense. And all offseason, you heard people, oh, they got Cortland Sutton, and they've got Jerry Judy, though, you know, Judy's been hurt. Um, you know, they've got Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams and Noah Fant. Oh, they're loaded. They're stacked. You know, and some people thought that they'd be a playoff team. Uh, that right there is one of those games where it shows you, you you're not that good. When you lose to a team's backups, when you lose to the junior varsity team, with your starters, you're not that good. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I I think we could probably count those 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 Broncos games now. We can check those off as W's for the Chiefs. You probably did anyways. I know I did. But now, for certain, we can look at those and be like, okay, those are tune-up games now. Those are, th- those are like when Mike Tyson was on the streak and he was just beating up everybody and he was getting guys in the first round. Sometimes they'd survive and it'd take him two, three, four rounds to knock him out, but he was going to knock him out. That's what the Broncos are going to be this year for the Chiefs. So, um, man, that team's not going anywhere with Vic Fangio. They're going to have to fire that guy. And uh, at this point now, if you're the, uh, if you're the Denver Broncos, you got to start your uh, process, your rebuild, essentially. Maybe not rebuild, but you got to find your quarterback and you got to find your coach this offseason. Coming up next... I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to blame the Dolphins for trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, but it might blow up in their face. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Back in here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, Chris Nocero, Grant Nicholson. Earlier this week, rumors surfaced on the internet about estranged Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson as... Stories broke that the Houston Texans are supposedly engaged in trade talks with the Miami Dolphins to send him to send Deshaun Watson to Miami. And there was a, a little extra. I mean, that's that was reported earlier this offseason, earlier in the offseason as well, that the Dolphins were trying to facilitate something there to get Deshaun Watson with Houston, and uh, that didn't really work out. But, you know, that kind of came back. But then there was an extra added wrinkle with Washington where Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, would be sent to Washington in as part of a three-team deal. And... Some people are like, well, why would you trade for Deshaun if you're Miami? Can't use him right now. And I understand, you know, people are thinking in the immediacy with Deshaun. Here's the thing, though. I mean, are we sure he can't play? He hasn't been suspended or anything, to my knowledge. He hasn't. He's not on the commissioner's exempt list or anything like that. You're right, but... He's just inactive. Can you really play him, though? I don't know. I don't know. The fact that you don't know is the problem. I mean, I'm just saying we can't. We couldn't rule it out. You could couldn't. We? I agree with you. We couldn't rule it out. But like, first, is there a chance we see him like week nine? <laughs> if we get traded tomorrow, <laughs> he's gonna wait a couple weeks for it to blow over. No, like here's my thing. First off, I don't blame the Dolphins for trying to make the move because it's a good deal. You're getting yourselves one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
if I were a team that had Tua Tonga-Vailoa as my starting quarterback, and if you've ever listened to me talk about Tua, you know I do not like him. I was not a fan of him when he was at Bama. I was like, this dude's not going to be good in the NFL. Look at all these NFL receivers he's throwing to. There's a lot of quarterbacks that would love to have the NFL receivers that he's throwing to. You've got like legit first round receivers that are backups on your team. It makes your job pretty damn easy. So I, I, I certainly am not, I, I certainly was not a Tua fan. Uh, that that throw he made in the championship game to beat Georgia was great. That was an awesome throw. It was excellent. Jalen Hurts wasn't making that throw. So, you know, kudos to him for doing that. He he was great in college. I never liked him as a professional quarterback. So, uh, so I understand why Houston would, I mean, not Houston, but why Miami would want to make that move and get away from him and go and get a guy who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is crazy because I was talking about this on Tuesday with Bink. It's like, it's amazing how little we've been talking about Deshaun this year, even though he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's just amazing. Like, he has not played one down this year. Like, he's not practicing. He's not involved in anything with Houston. He's just kind of just floating around like, like a ghost there. And we have we have not talked about him at all like when we're talking about like tiers of quarterbacks we're not talking about Deshaun at all at any any bit we're talking about Justin Herbert like Justin Herbert's now the 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 flavor of the month now uh, it's just amazing how we haven't talked about him but like if he goes to Miami it's a major move it's a huge addition they've got a franchise quarterback now so it's a smart move even if he doesn't play this year let's say that they don't play him at all they're like we're going to wait this one out we're going to wait till things cool off a bit after we make this trade. Let's wait till 2022 to play him. They still got him through 2025 because he signed that extension. He signed, it was a really dumb extension for him to sign with Houston. That was awful, especially after the playoff game in, at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. They blew that 24 nothing lead. Like It was an awful decision for him to sign that extension uh, back in 2020. It was a terrible decision. But... It's it's still very it's a very team friendly contract for whoever trades for him. And it's very apparent now that Houston wants to try and find some sort of deal for him. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense for the Dolphins to make that deal because this coming quarterback class in 2022 does not look good. You got Spencer Rattler and, you know, he was the presumed number one overall pick, presumed top quarterback in the draft class, and he ain't even starting on his own team now. So you, you're looking at this, at this quarterback draft class, and it has certainly been devalued over the almost two months now that we've had college football going on. Um, it might have sense that you, if you have a guy that's proven in the NFL and you know he's available, which we do with Deshaun, you would try to make that deal because it's a long-term deal. Let's say, he, he, you know, this is solved. We get some sort of settlement or some sort of dismissal of the lawsuit or whatever, whichever way it goes in the off season. And let's say that Deshaun ends up getting suspended. Let's say he misses the entire season or let's say he misses like four to eight games or whatever, whatever is left up to Roger Goodell's discretion. It's still a good value because you're getting the guy through the rest of 2022 and then over 23, 24, 25, and he's not a free agent until after the 25 season. That's a great deal. 
at that point, you can sign him to a long-term deal, you know, towards the end of that contract, and you get at least three years of him playing the way that he did in Houston, presumably. And they've got some talent there, so it's a good move for them. So it makes sense. But it could blow up in their face because the NFL does not need a quarterback that has been accused by over 20 women of sexual assault to be playing in their league on television every week. I mean, think about Miami. Miami is no stranger to to having scandal within their organization. I mean, yeah, the Richie Incognito situation with Zach Martin. Was it Zach Martin or, or Jonathan Martin? That was his name, Jonathan Martin. You had the situation with your, uh, was it Chris Forrester, the coke-sniffing coach who was out here he was recording himself doing lines of cocaine in his office and sending it to strippers. Like this is just, they have had, they've had a lot of controversy the last decade or so. So they can't play a quarterback that's accused by over 20 women of sexual assault. You just can't play that guy this year. You got to let this stuff blow over. You got to let it solve itself in the off season. And then you deal with whatever punishment happens. If it does happen, you know, this is a long-term investment. If you're the dolphins, if you put him out there, this is going to be the story of your season is Deshaun Watson and the accusations. And every time you do a press conference, people are going to ask questions about it. Deshaun, he, he can't go up to the podium and do interviews because they're going to ask him about that stuff. Like, think about it. Every All we've seen in Houston is people asking him about the, the situation with the team and about his legal situation. That's not going to blow over. It's going to be there until it gets solved. So I just don't think you can play him. I understand where people are coming from. I understand where you're coming from, Grant. Like, they, they don't have to sit him. But... If you're the NFL, do you want a guy who's been accused of the things that that uh, that Deshaun Watson has been accused of playing in your league when that stuff hasn't been solved? I'd say not. Like if the Tyreek Hill situation from two years ago hadn't have been solved in the offseason, Tyreek Hill would not have played until it got solved. Like that was a situation for the Chiefs and for the league where if he would have played with that cloud hanging over him, it's something that would have been a problem for the team. And that's the reason why as soon as that audio came out, that doctorate audio that Keith TV5 put out, like uh, they suspended him indefinitely, immediately. And they we, they waited until there was evidence, until Tyreek Hill, like we released that audio and Tyreek Hill came out and, um, and, uh, and, Presented, he had a meeting with Goodell, presented his evidence, and said, hey, man, that's not me. This is not who I am. And he was never suspended because of that. But right now, we're not going to have a resolution to that situation this year. So it just doesn't make any sense why, if you are the NFL, you would even want this guy at all stepping in front of a camera, playing on your field, donning pads in a uniform, throwing footballs. Because the story we're going to hear about is what we heard in the offseason. And I just don't think that's the right move if you're the NFL or if you're the Dolphins. So I understand why they do it, why they would do it, but it's something that could probably blow up in their face. Coming up next, I give you a 
preview of the local college football teams as they go into the weekend that the, the current the week eight week eight of the college football schedule. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Final few minutes of the second hour here on Big at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, Christian Ocero, Grant Nicholson. So I want to get in on these local colleges real quick to finish this second hour. I'm going to start with the team that probably got the best news of the week, the Mizzou Tigers. Uh, I'm a Mizzou alumnus myself, though. I, I, I don't root for the team. Uh, I'm a Florida fan. That made me a villain back in my Mizzou days. But Mizzou got some good news. Our uh, out from the, from the drive, he stayed after, I think it was Wednesday, as there was, uh, there was an announcement from number one wide receiver in the 2022 uh, class. Luther Burden, who announced that he was going to uh, go to Mizzou. He co- he had committed to Mizzou on Wednesday. He didn't just, you know, say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to the school. He, he there was a <laughs> there was a let me think there was in Oklahoma hat and there was maybe it was Alabama or some other school. He had two hats on the table along with Mizzou, and he took the other two hats, threw them, he threw them off the table, and he put the Mizzou hat on and committed to Mizzou. So uh, Missouri Tigers get the number one receiver in the 2022 class, uh, five-star out of St. Louis. It's probably the reason why they got him is because he's from St. Louis. I mean, the fact that you've got, you've got Oklahoma, he can go to Oklahoma, or Alabama, or all these other major schools, and he chooses Mizzou, tells me that, like DGB, he was probably a Mizzou fan. He's probably someone that really, really loved the university, really loved the team, and so he chose with this heart. And, you know, that's cool. You know, do you. Um, The question, though, and this is me and Bink talked about this on Wednesday night, how much time is Drink going to get? Because Mizzou is not doing too hot this year three and four right now they've been getting crushed 
in some of their SEC games. I mean, they got absolutely embarrassed by Tennessee. Like, was it 45 nothing, something like that? It is embarrassing. I mean, I, I was shocked by that result because Tennessee's not a good football team. So they got beat up by, by Tennessee. And now you're looking at them and it's like, okay, well, you know, there's some rumblings about boosters with, with, uh, with Eli Drinkwitz and are, how much patience patience are they going to have with them? Like, are we really going to like, how much of a leash is there? Are they going to give him here? He could recruit. Yes. You know, last year they, they finished much higher than they ever had in recruiting in a long time. This year, right now, they got the 15th ranked class in the nation after the uh, burden commitment. But the question is, you know, A, can they take this momentum and improve the class and, and move up in the rankings? B, is there going to be a translation of that talent onto the field? Because at some point, you got to show that you can coach, not just recruit. You know, I can tell you this as a Florida fan because uh, I watched Will Muschamp recruit incredibly well. And he had like one great year and then three, two mediocre years and one really bad year. A a year where we lost to Georgia Southern at home, which was still the lowest of low points in my Florida fandom. So at some point, you got to be able to coach. And right now, the run defense is horrible. They got some tough, they still haven't played Georgia or Florida yet, who are are two of the best running teams in the nation, especially Florida. Uh, I think they're like third in the nation uh, at running football. At some point, you got to be able to to defend the to defend the run and and play defense, and you got to be able to keep up with some of these top teams. And they haven't really shown that they can do that. So, you know, for Mizzou, I kind of question just how much they're they're just how much Drinkwitz is going to be able to enjoy these recruits that he brought in. As for K State, man. Something embarrassing happened earlier this week. Bro, it was not that it's embarrassing. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Listen to Chris Kleiman, head coach for the for the uh, K-State Wildcats football team, talking to the media. Sometimes we all have a tendency to take it from the negative standpoint. I'm telling you guys, 18 to 22-year-olds can't handle the negative side of things. And we have to. And I'm asking you guys. I'm asking for your help. We need to be more positive. I know we can play better. You know we can play better, but we've got to give these kids more positive things because we've got a great locker room in there, kids that do care about each other, kids that love each other, coaches that believe in these kids, and we can't give up on them. He sounds like he's begging the media to stop saying bad things about his players. That's not something the head coach should be saying to members of the media when we're talking about trying to improve your team you can't be like you, members of the media. Please stop saying bad things about my players. They're eighteen to twenty-two year olds. Like at, at this point now, they're basically semi-pro players because of the NIL rules. Like if and most of these guys are on Twitter. Most of these guys are criticized regularly. I'm pretty sure that all of these guys get added by trolls and and people whenever they don't play well or they make a mistake that costs the team the game. They look. They're big boys. They can handle it. They can't. They shouldn't be in there. Like we need to, you can't, if if you're a head coach at this level, you can't be asking people, please don't say bad things about my team. That's pretty bad. That's pretty embarrassing. I know that you grant of trying to like downplay it, but if I were a K-State fan, I'd be a little bit, I'd be a little bit embarrassed. I wasn't embarrassed even a little bit. I'd be very embarrassed. If if Dan Mullen would have said that stuff, uh, I'd have been like, bro, I don't know if you to coach for us. And then for Kansas, look, 
moral victories are the only thing you're going to be able to get now. At this point, you've got nothing going for you. You're the worst team in the conference, in the Big 12. Uh, nothing's going right for you. At this point, if you can get some moral victories, that that's all that you can ask for at this point. If you could just be competitive against some teams. I think they play Oklahoma this weekend. Two touchdowns? They get two touchdowns. That's a moral victory, right? Because they, I mean, they got one against Baylor. I mean, two touchdowns. That's a moral victory to me. I think KU at that point, they, they should tear down the goalposts if they get two touchdowns. So uh, moral victories at this point are, are the way for Kansas. They recruit too well. They recruit just as good as K-State to be this bad. So this is really embarrassing for KU to be going out there and getting killed the way they are this year. Coming up next, I will tell you why I, I believe that the Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.